Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. This is your Thursday quickie, and it is also podcast number 185. And today I'm going to be giving you my take on the PPS conference. So for those of you who are not familiar, PPS stands for the Private Practice Section of the American Physical Therapy Association, and they had their annual conference a few weeks ago in Orlando, Florida. So if you didn't listen to Monday's episode, please go back and listen to that episode because it is Dr. Sandy Hilton and I live podcasting from the PPS conference and getting people's takes on the keynote speeches of Gary Vaynerchuk and Daniel Pink, and also... Uh, hearing from people what they've learned from the conference and how they're going to implement that in their day-to-day life and in their work and in their clinic. So I thought today I'd give my take on it. Uh, I'm going to give my take on Gary Vaynerchuk's and Daniel Pink's talks, which were both wonderful. And one of the breakout sessions that I went to that was led by Neil Eady, he is, uh, his talk was 10 Mistakes Leaders Make. And I'm just going to run through some of those 10 mistakes because Neil will hopefully be on this podcast very, very soon to talk about it. His talk was great. It was standing room only. Pretty amazing. Okay. So let's get to Gary Vaynerchuk's talk. If you're not familiar with Gary, uh, you can find him at tw- on Twitter, and his Twitter handle is at Gary V. He is high energy. He is innovative. He is a beast on social media, and he's made a sizable amount of money uh, using social media as a marketing tool. And so I know I'm going to be echoing what a lot of other people said, but one of the big takeaways from his talk is that you're a media company first and a physical therapy company second, which makes a lot of sense because you need to be able to get the word out about what you do. If you can't get the word out, you can't get media generation from what you do, then guess what? You're not going to have a lot of people coming through your door. So some other key takeaways that I got from Gary's talk was that the attention of the end consumer is shifting, meaning uh, attention spans are a little shorter. People are uh, consuming media and consuming information in a lot of different ways. And one of the biggest ways that people are consuming media is through social media channels. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. These are all huge platforms and and areas where, as a business owner, you can really get a lot of bang for your buck. So how do you go about harnessing this social media? Um, What does it mean? How do you get into it? One thing that he reiterated a couple of times, and I have it in my notes a couple of times, is to start grasping YouTube start YouTube marketing. And listen, it does not have to be fancy videos. I go on YouTube all the time and see some pretty busted up videos, but at least they're up there. At least the person is trying. It's trial and error, right? Um, All you need is a camera phone, which I mean, who doesn't have a camera in their phone? Or you can get a webcam, or you can use the camera on your computer. Make a video. Tell people what you're all about. If people don't know what you're all about, they're probably not going to come to you unless the doctor urges them to. So he, he really, really used YouTube marketing. He said it a bunch of times to start getting comfortable. 
uh, getting comfortable with marketing yourself on YouTube. Don't forget, YouTube is owned by Google. So if you have a lot of YouTube videos, you're going to increase your ranking on Google as well. So that's just a little uh, insider tip there. Um, and, and you want to, one thing that he also said, that Gary also said, is that you want to create a curiosity about the profession, a curiosity about yourself. If people are curious about you, if they're curious about what you do, they're going to dig a little deeper. So they might see a posting that you did on YouTube, on Facebook, or on Twitter, on Pinterest, on Instagram. Instagram is a huge platform right now. Um, and they're adding a lot of uh, uh, different features to Instagram as well. So if you're not on Instagram, get on Instagram. That's one of the things that I'm working on. I'm really good on Twitter. I'm okay on Facebook. I'm terrible on Instagram. So I need to kind of step up my Instagram game big time. Um, anyway, you want to create a curiosity about you and about the profession by using social media. People are curious about you. They see you on social media. They might say, you know, I kind of like this girl. I like this guy. I'm going to check out their website. They check out your website. If you listen to my podcast last week with Ram JB talking about how to write copy that captivates and copy that sells with kindness... They go onto your website, they see your website with this great copy that tells even more about you as a person, they're going to want to come to you, but they have to find you first. So that's why you are a social, I'm sorry, you're a media company first and a physical therapy company second. Um, let's see, what else did he say that was really, that really stuck with me? Um, da, 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 natural, oh yeah, of course. Um, when you're talking about Instagram and YouTube especially, or let's say you have a podcast, one thing that's really important is to kind of be natural, be real life behavior. Don't be so posy. Don't be so, I don't know, you don't have to, not everyone has to be like a Kardashian, right? So be natural, be real life. And that's what you want to use on Instagram. That's what you want to use on your YouTube videos because people connect with that. People don't connect with plastic. It just doesn't work. Um, so I guess those are the biggest takeaways that I got from Gary Vaynerchuk's talk. Okay, now moving on to Daniel Pink's talk. So his talk, also wonderful. If you don't know Daniel Pink, he's a wonderful writer. He's written several books. Look him up. He was really great. Um, and he talked about information asymmetry versus information parity. Um, so you want to... Uh, be able to persuade, convince, and influence, um, but in, in a good way, not in a salesy, selling, sort of used car salesman way. And actually, in the beginning of his lecture, he asked everyone, what do you think of when you think of a salesman or sales? And everyone says, like, a used car salesman. And I don't think that's, no offense to used car salesman, but I don't think that that was meant to be a compliment. Um, and, and, you know, we sort of talked about this uh, in the podcast on Monday, but uh, he talked about the three core qualities to be persuasive. One is attunement, two is buoyancy, and three is clarity. So the A, the B, and the C. So attunement is getting the perspective of others, putting yourself in their shoes. We call it empathy. He calls it attunement. I think they're pretty close. So if you're 
putting yourself in your potential client's shoes, what do you want to see? What do you want to see from the person that you're going to trust your body to? And I think it's really important to have that self-awareness of how are you presenting yourself? Not, not necessarily, of course, we want to know what our ideal customer, who our ideal customer is, right? And, and we could talk about that uh, at, at another time and go into more detail about that. But knowing who your ideal customer is, writing a narrative around who this person is, what do they do, what are they like, right down to the color of their hair and what they do for a living, that's great. It's great to know who your ideal customer is. But you have to then think, what does my ideal customer look for in their physical therapist? So then you have to start doing the work on yourself and say, okay, great. I know who my ideal customer is. Now, how can I be the person that that ideal customer wants? And that's attunement. And that's really important. So if you haven't done that yet, write it down, write down your ideal customer, and then write down all the qualities that you think that ideal customer would like to look for and embody those qualities, be those qualities. That's attunement. That's empathy. That's understanding what it's like being in in your client's shoes who are coming to you with an injury, they're vulnerable, what do they need from you? So something to think about. Buoyancy. Okay, so what is buoyancy? So buoyancy is how do you stay afloat in an ocean of rejection? And this is going to happen, you know, people are going to go onto your website, they'll click on like, eh, not for me. They may come to see you one time and say, eh, not for me. So buoyancy is how do you stay afloat? How do you how do you not take it personally? Can you do this? And if so, how? How do you keep your buoyancy? And I can't answer that for you. That's something you kind of have to answer for yourself. And then finally, clarity. So clarity is something that is sorely missing in a lot of places this day and age. Um, and so when you think about clarity, can people access your information? easily? Can everyone access it? Can they understand it? Have you curated your info? Have you made sense of it? Can you separate the signal from all the noise and the chatter going around? And clarity, again, brings me back to the podcast a couple of weeks ago with Ram JB on how to write copy with kindness and copy that captivates and sells. And you want to be clear. You want to have clarity around what you do. You want to make it simple. You want to take out all the jargon. You want to talk to your potential customer like they want to be talked to, not the way you would talk to a colleague. And I think that's a big pet peeve of mine is in the physical therapy world, we all talk to each other. Yeah, you're speaking to the choir, but how do you speak to that potential client? Um, and so anyway, that... that they were the, that's the ABCs, attunement, buoyancy, and clarity. That's the big takeaways that I got from Daniel Pink's talk. Um, and all of this stuff, you know, it's really rooted in science. Daniel Pink is no joke, you know. Um, anyway, uh, some other things from Daniel Pink's talk aside from that, and I'm sorry for being a little disjointed here. I'm kind of looking through my notes here just to make sure that I'm not missing anything. Ah, the other thing that um, he talked about were introverts, extroverts, and amnivert, am, amniverts, ambiverts, sorry, ambiverts. And he asked us which one had the best sales performance, 
Was it an introvert, an extrovert, or an ambivert? Well, I will tell you, this was a study done by Adam Grant out of the University of Pennsylvania. He also wrote the book Give and Take, which I am halfway through, and I saw him speak at um, an event with Ariana Huffington a couple of months ago. He's wonderful, Adam Grant out of the University of Pennsylvania. And what he found was that ambiverts sold the most. So what's an ambivert? An ambivert is someone who's not strongly one way or the other. They're not a strong introvert. They're not a strong extrovert. So there are people who have the ability to change and adapt their personality given the situation that they're in. Because listen, not everyone uh, relates to an introvert, not everyone relates to an extrovert, but if you have the ability to change your personality to fit the situation you're in, then you're golden. And this is what, it, this is what comes with experience, this is what comes with uh, if you want to call it being a people person, then I guess that's fine. Um, and then finally, another thing that he spoke about was that context drives our behaviors more than we realize. Um, so if you can get people to act in a different way, you can change their minds. You can get them to buy into what you're selling. And finally, people want to know why they are doing something. And knowing your why is a very very powerful, persuasive tactic. So again, going back to your copy, going back to speaking with your patients, you really want to let them know why you're doing something. Even if you're in with a patient and you're treating them and you just go on and put your hands on and start doing everything and you don't tell them the why, boy, it makes it really hard for them to buy in because they're not quite sure exactly what you're doing. So always tell your why, like Simon Sinek says, right? Start with why and everything else kind of falls into place. So there you go. There were my biggest takeaways with a little embellishment from me, I guess, from Gary Vaynerchuk's and Daniel Pink's talk at PPS. Now, the other talk that I went to was Neil Eady. He is out of Appleton, Wisconsin, and he has a company called Life IQ, Live Intelligently, and he's helping groups and individuals work, play, relate, and live intelligently. Um, he was great. His talk was called 10 Mistakes Leaders Make. It was standing room only. Um, I think even Michael Bauer said he tried to get in. He opened the door, and even he couldn't get in. He's the president of the APTA, or the CEO of the APTA. Sorry, Sharon Dunn. Um, but his talk was wonderful. And I urge you, I think the PPS records them and sells each talk individually. Get this talk. Just buy it, because it was amazing. Um, 10 Mistakes Leaders Make. And I'm just going to run through those 10 mistakes, because like I said, hopefully he'll be on the podcast soon. So the 10 biggest mistakes leaders make, and I'm not going to go into detail, but continue, they continue to be an individual contributor, so they're not being team players. They don't take the time to get to know the people working for them. This was huge. They don't know how to handle authority, and that can come from inexperience. They lack self-awareness. Neil said this was the number one thing that is... Uh, leadership mistake is lacking self-awareness. If you don't have self-awareness, it's really, really hard to know when you're being a bad leader. Think about it. Um, 
number five was like to be liked, but don't we all like to be liked? I like to be liked. This was when I heard that, I'm like, oh man, that's a big mistake and I make it all the time. But I mean, we're human, right? Everyone likes to be liked, but sometimes you have to make a hard decision and not everybody may like that decision. Um, Number six is lack of follow through. And listen, this is the worst, right? So if you say you're going to do something, do it. Number seven, tolerance of problems and mediocrity. Number eight, reactive instead of proactive. Number nine, too ambitious too soon. That's a tough one. And number 10, you don't understand the sociological realities of the role, meaning I think you're a little delusional. Um, That's the the take that I got from it. Um, So those were the 10 mistakes leaders make by Neil Eady. And it was wonderful. So again, get this. If when PPS comes out with with these, I don't even know how they do this, but you need to get this. It's like a little over an hour and it is a little over an hour of a lot of golden little nuggets of info. So I thought it was great. Um, And so they were some of the highlights for me of the conference as far as uh, content was concerned. Um, And now I guess I'll just go into a little bit of the overall vibe of the conference. I found it to be very collaborative. I found people were really eager and happy to help you out with answering questions, and at at least for me. Um, And it was great to connect with colleagues that I've only met online. Um, So it's nice to get that in real life connection. Um, And so I thought it was a pretty positive vibe overall, and I highly suggest, if you've never been, to go. I know it's a little expensive, but I I suggest going. Next year, it's going to be at the Wynn in Las Vegas. So, I mean, it's Vegas, right? It's usually cheap to get to, so that's a good thing. Um, But it was really fun, and I made a lot of great memories and got a little bit closer with uh, some of my colleagues, which I found really, really great and fun. My, the only thing I would say that was a not, not even, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't necessarily call it a negative. I would call it surprising was the surprising lack of women, surprising lack of women giving talks. There were a couple, but it was overwhelmingly men the surprising lack of women in attendance when you looked around. I mean, I don't know what the breakdown was. Maybe the breakdown was, I don't have the exact numbers, but it looked like it was like a lot of guys and not a lot of gals. Um, And I heard this, I don't know if this is, don't quote me on this because I don't know if it's true or not, but since this PPS conference has started, there's never been a female keynote speaker, which I find horrifying. Like in all these years, there, you couldn't find one successful female entrepreneur to give a keynote speech. I find that impossible. Like that can't, that can't possibly be true. So I'm hoping that I just got some misinformation on that and that there was at one point, and if there was someone, please correct me that there was a female keynote speaker. If not, Uh, call to all my ladies out there in physical therapy. If you know of a great female entrepreneur who could be a wonderful keynote speaker for the PPS conference, please bring it up. And also, if you're a female physical therapist, please go to this conference. 
please apply to speak at this conference because I've just found it amazing because physical therapy is an overwhelmingly female profession, yet in the private practice section in the business area, it was overwhelmingly men. And it just, I don't know, man, I don't like it. I I mean, and, and is that sort of representative of the business, the world of business in general? Maybe. Um, but it would have been nice to see a little bit more female representation at the conference. And, and hopefully next year that will change. You know, hopefully more women will be stepping up and, and putting in talks for PPS. So listen, ladies, if you have uh, a business and you want to submit, submissions are open. They're open until February for PPS next year. So please go in and submit. I submitted. I think I'm submitting two. I may even submit three. I don't know. Not that I'm going to do them all because I don't know that they'll all be accepted, but at least, you know, it's worth a try. So that, that would be my only gripe would be the lack of female representation at the PPS conference. And I don't think it was just me who felt that way. Um, so if you're in business, speak up. I know it's hard. Um, I know, uh, some, sometimes these things tend to be a bit more of a boys club, Um, but there's a lot of savvy, smart female entrepreneur, physical therapists out there whose voices need to be heard. And, and, and I would like to hear them, you know, I would like to hear those smart, savvy voices out there that I know are there. So if you're out there, go to PPS next year, apply to speak. And, and that is all. So, uh, thank you for listening to my recap of the PPS conference for the American Physical Therapy Association and uh, for this week's Thursday Quickie. So everybody have a great week. We'll see you on Monday where my guest is Wynn Kelly Charles. She's lovely, lovely, and I can't wait to share her story with you all. This is a really great um, patient story. Uh, So have a great weekend and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart.